I'm Morgan Rector, and I'm here with Raymond Hazen Jr. And uh, we're going to start by going into the C section of the dictionary. So, how about three <clears throat> entries from that part of the book? Uh, did you say how many entries? How about three. A three? Okay. There's uh, looks like there's only two, and uh, and two then th- maybe, yeah, and then a little poem under each one. But okay, the, well, just do the two then. I guess that'd be fine. All yeah. right, sounds good. Uh, the first one is shit cake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a cake with the appearance of a tasty dessert, but in reality is made of shit, and is all, and in all other important ways is nothing more than a pile of shit in cake clothing. <laughs> so what is this supposed to be? Something in life where it seems like a good deal, but actually you're kind of, you kind of fuck yourself in the long run. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't get a piece of cake. You got a piece of shit cake. You know, like you thought you got a good deal. Like you buy yourself a car, it turns out to be a lemon. Uh, you know, you thought you got a piece of cake deal, but to, it's a piece of shit cake. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I was thinking like uh, maybe this means like trying some kind of drug, and then you become addicted to it, and you find out. It, what made you feel good at first eventually just kind of ruins your life. But uh, well, well, it literally does say a cake with the appearance of a tasty dessert, but in reality, so maybe it's just like a really shitty tasting cake. It could be, yeah, maybe it's literal, yeah. Yeah, a shit cake. <laughs> it's not. It's not like. Cake. It's not like J Rock's mom's uh, pound cake. This is just yeah. shit. <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, there's uh, this movie. Um, was it not the Butler? But it was like. This is a movie where um, it was about the, this, these maids, the help. That's what it was. And uh, toward the end of the movie, it turned out that this white woman had been tricked into eating a chocolate pie and it had shit inside of it. Did you ever see that? <laughs> I think I know what movie you're talking about, but I yeah, don't it's remember. it's called The Help, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that part, but <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I guess if you put enough sugar and stuff in there, you could probably disguise that flavor. <laughs> have you but ever played any uh, food related pranks on people like that where like did you ever work in fast food and piss in the well, well no 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 I, I never did that in restaurants you know uh I, I did go to culinary school and work in that field for many years and i took that stuff pretty seriously but i mean i've done you know like little pranks with people i know like you know you 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 know you put a little visine in somebody's drink and and uh, you know they wind up shitting themselves and stuff and throwing up. Visine? <laughs> yeah, visine will make. It's like a diet. It could just flush you right out, man. I didn't know and, it was a laxative uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see. You know, you can. Uh, I, I've had buddies that don't like spices, so you, you know you overspice the food, so they get all hot and sweaty and get oh, pissed so off. It- <laughs> have you and your uh, friends from JD's Firehouse, have you guys done that as a prank where you slipped in something hot to someone who uh, doesn't like spicy foods? Uh, I haven't done it with, with Jason, but yeah, I have in the past. Uh, I, I once had a buddy passed out and uh, we shoved a, a whipped cream canister in his ass cheeks basically and filled his ass with whipped cream. <laughs> Holy shit, what effect did that have? Was that... Oh, it pissed him. It, oh yeah, it pissed him off, man. He came up flying, and and everyone like took off running. And the next, you know, you can see him in the kitchen with handfuls of paper towels, wiping his ass, trying to clean up the whipped cream. <laughs> uh, 
You said he was passed out drunk. Was that? Oh yeah, yeah. He was passed out on the couch in his underwear. Big fat guy. So I mean, I couldn't resist. <laughs> fuck with him, you know. <laughs> it reminds me of something that Dave Chappelle said. He said, uh, "If you get drunk with white people, don't pass out around them because they'll do some borderline gay shit." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred we'll got drunk. We stuck a carrot up his ass. <laughs> I remember that joke. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, so there's a little poem under shit cake. Check this out. It's real short. Sometimes it's covered with sprinkles or tasty chocolate flakes. Sometimes vanilla ice cream, but it's still the old shit cake. It tastes like shit and smells like shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's from Eva Shit Braun. <laughs> well, Randy would probably fall for it because he just yeah. want, cause he eats everything. <laughs> Well, with him, I guess you'd have to maybe bake the shit into a cheeseburger instead. Make some fresh ground beef. Mmm, a shit burger. Speaking of which, any restaurants you ever worked at that served burgers, did any of them ever actually, like, hand mold real, like, you know, hamburger patties from actual oh, yeah. beef? Because most of them just seem to make the frozen box burgers. Yeah, a lot of places do that. But no, I've been in place. I've worked at restaurants where we actually ground our own chuck and put, you know, mold burgers and all that. Yeah, for sure. And sausages and all kinds of things. And you put them on the grill instead of just frying it? Mm hmm. Right on the grill. Oh, yeah. I was a grill cook for years. That's what I do uh, burgers and steaks on the grill, chicken, yeah. See, portobello King, mushrooms. Burger King likes to brag about that, but they, they serve the frozen box burgers, I could tell. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. I, I don't know many fast food that's actually legit. I think In and Out might be. We have In and Out down here, and they might be like real burger. Well, one American place I like is White Castle, but you can definitely tell that's factory made shit. Yeah, we don't even have it. We don't even have it down here on the West Coast. Like, I mean, you can get them boxed in the stores. White Castle and uh, what's the other one? Crystal Burgers. Like we don't have those restaurants here. You can really? only get them. Like, yeah, you only get them in the frozen food section. So I've literally never had a real White Castle from a restaurant. I've only had them in the box. But you go to the East Coast and like over where you guys are at and all that, then yeah, yeah they're everywhere. <coughs> yeah, you see, what I want to try on the West Coast is the Mexican food. I imagine it must be much better there than it is anywhere else. Uh, I can't confirm that because I've never been anywhere, but. Uh, but, yeah, we got some really good Mexican food here, I'll tell you that. Really good place. There's a place in Napa called uh, Tacos La Playita, and uh, real authentic, uh, Mexican-owned, Mexican-run. Man, they still grill the gre- uh, green onions and give you the radishes with everything. Oh, dude, it's Is so it still, good. Do they uh, put a, a tortilla underneath the taco so that you can make another taco when you're – Oh, yeah, you for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, somebody made this joke about Mexican cuisine where basically same ingredients with every meal, you just fold it a different way. <laughs> oh, did have you watched that show Narcos on Netflix? Uh, no, no, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because there's a scene where like there's like a big uh, family event, maybe it was a wedding or something, and they were actually eating nachos, and I was like, wait a minute, that's a traditional part of Mexican cuisine? I know that, but they actually... I guess Mexican housewives actually make their own nachos, do they? Um, I mean, I would imagine so. Mm. So what is it? What is it you do? You just grind up corn or something like that, and you bake it, or? 
well, I'm not sure how. I mean, I know that the, to make flour, like you get a there's a tortilla press that you can use, and you have to press it with a press. Like if you don't use a certain type of press, like you can't really make tortillas. Uh, I made them by hand without them, and they don't really work. They almost fall apart, like always. Uh, I've never made corn tortillas, so I'm not really sure. I would assume it's the same type of process um, with just basically grinding them up, getting to a, a meal, uh, a little paste, and then you press it enough to it, it you know. And then, and then, yeah, usually usually you fry them to make the, the chips, you know. You would, like, cut them up and fry them. And that would make tortilla chips, and you would use corn for that for sure. I don't think I've ever really seen flour yeah. chips. Yeah, I'm sure it must be much better homemade than it is if it's Tostitos or something like that. Yeah, my uh, my second cousin, uh, is my dad's cousin, uh, his wife uh, was a Mexican lady, and she made authentic food all the time. Oh, uh, Pizzoli, menudo, like all kind of, oh, dude. Oh, that's shit, been shit was on fire. I mean, I haven't seen them in like, you know, 20 years or whatever. It's been a long time. But but growing up, we used to all get together and stuff all the time, family get-togethers and things like that. And So at least a couple times a year, she was coming over and cooking, and dude, and it was, oh, God. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that, that kid, uh, Ethan, who's in some of those uh, J.D. Spiros videos, is he Mexican? I don't know. I don't because he looks like he is. I don't know if I. I don't know if I know that kid. Like, I don't recognize him. So it must just be somebody that Jason's met over the years, or friend of his daughter or sons, or because that kid seems to to have the least the ability to talk like that stuff. He's the one who <laughs> reacts the strongest. Like when they did, there was this big black chip, and it's supposed to be really spicy, and he he couldn't bring himself to do it, and. Whereas uh, I've heard of that shit. Yeah. I do that. I do it. Oh, yeah. so we yeah we've we've made uh, arrangements. It's confirmed. So next Thursday, the next uh, yeah next Thursday the twenty fifth, I'm going down there. So we'll probably be recording that night. Well, and, I wish uh, you guys would still consider my jackass challenge <laughs> is to drink a whole bottle of hot sauce. Swish it around, uh, it, and then swallow it. That's I know. See, it's I mean, I might try the chugging it, but the swishing around and gargling stuff—that's a bit much. Like, even if it's not too hot, like that just makes me sound like I'd want to throw up. Like that's just, yeah. you know, take a bite, <laughs> take a bite. Of fucking hot sauce, bro. I think you might sustain a real injury from that. Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, Ooh, I don't want fuck. anyone to get ulcers in their mouth or anything, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, guess what I just found? I'm excited. I forgot all about this. I got a, a half of a cannabis-infused peanut butter cookie from the weed store the other day, and I forgot that I still have half of it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. this shit right now. It did, it'd be cool if uh, Ricky's Drugs Store, if that existed, that looked like a really good store. Yeah, that's what I call it up here, the drug store. Just the weed yeah. store, you know. Have you ever had the beverages? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, how, how effective are they? Is that a good high? They're all right. I mean, they got cheap ones for, you know, in the dollars range, you know, like seven, eight bucks, things like that. They are okay. And then they got these ones that are like 25, 30 bucks or something like that. And, uh, I mean... 
those you can you feel a bit more. You can, you feel a little stoned off those. But it's usually so hard for me to gauge when edibles work for me because, like, I smoke so much weed normally. <laughs> yeah. That I really am not sure. You know, I just feel like I just feel more stoned. That's all it is. <laughs> so what's the well, problem? Like, uh, you pour like scalding hot water over weed that's been placed in like a colander or a, some other kind of straining tool, and then that goes down into butter, right? Is that how it works? Oh well, like the way I make butter uh, is just in the crock pot. Oh, the know? crock pot. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, uh, I think I've told you this before. I'm not I sure. think you may have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just get the weed. You know, you grind, you can grind it up or whatever. Then you fill your crock pot with it, and then. You know, you just you need as much butter there is. I mean, so usually you start with the butter. You get the, just put as much butter in there as you can, let it melt, and then you put enough weed in there just to where it's covered. You know, you don't want any sticking off the top. And then you just put that shit on as low as you can and let it sit for like eight hours or so and simmer and give it a little stir every once in a while. And then when you strain that out, you know, so you get all the chunks of leaf and stuff out of there, uh, all that butter liquid goo that you know it comes out that's that's cannabis butter and you just let that stuff chill in the fridge a lot of people like to decarboxylate their weed first which is really good too if you can do it right uh where you do that in the oven like on a really 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 low like like 140 degrees 160 degrees if you can for like 20 minutes and it, it helps to open the uh, crystal pores and start to, to release the thc goo from the inside all the good lifeblood of the weed and then uh, that helps you make some really good butter too. But you gotta be careful because you can totally burn it and cook that shit off. Because if you overheat, you're, I mean, because that's what takes THC to work. Like you have to add heat yeah. to the THC for it to actually activate to get you stoned. That's why we smoke it and things. Um, but so, uh, but yeah, so you put it on like the lowest uh, heat. Is that what you do, or you put it in the highest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, low, always, always low, always low, always low. Low and slow, baby. Low and slow. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Ricky, uh, I think like if he if he understood the internet, which he doesn't apparently, it's funny because Trailer Park Boys they seem to be behind in terms of technology. Like uh, <laughs> like Bubbles had like one of those old school cell phones with a big rubber antenna, and it was like 2008 or something. Yeah. But it seems like Ricky would totally take to to Facebook Marketplace. You know, Ricky's, uh, was it, no, Garbage Land. Garbage Land, yeah. Yeah. Would you, then, uh, he had the TV that he threw on the ground. and he, Then he uh, also had uh, uh, Ricky's Used Shit. Ricky's Used Shit, yeah. <laughs> it, so so you, you started up, like, raffles like that where you took used things and. Yeah, yeah. Um, used things, things I'd find in garages. And, you know, sometimes things, you know, you'd five-finger discount from somewhere or whatever no but then you just get a like a roll of raffle tickets and it's usually best if you can set up by like the the fairgrounds or like when the swap the the flea market's going on or something because then no one really asks questions but otherwise you just find a spot somewhere on the side of the road somewhere no one's looking you set up as long as you got like a table with like a sign that says some sort of uh foundation or whatever or like (laughs) don't charity thing and you put a one of them canopy tarp tent you know that you can stand up that you can buy at like walmart's or whatever and you can just put over you you look official man and you just sit uh you know whatever you got like a little tv or uh you know the one the, one of the best ones i did was the george foreman grill this was amazing i got a george foreman grill brand new from uh the thrift uh wasn't the thrift store it was like a 
like a Salvation Army or something like that. One of them knockoff shops. And uh, it was only like 15 bucks before taxes. And uh, we went and set up and sold raffle tickets. Two bucks a piece, three for five. And uh, I'm telling you, I made almost a thousand bucks off that stupid fucking George Foreman grill. And yeah, we raffled it off, gave that shit away. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> so how much were the t- so the tickets were like two bucks each. Two, two bucks a piece, uh, three for five. People were, dude, people were buying five, ten tickets. I mean, you're getting three for five bucks, you know? Shit, well, here's ten bucks, here's twenty bucks, you know? Uh, they, you know, because they weren't realizing that I got this thing for like, it was like, you know, it was like, it was less than twenty after before ta- or after taxes, you know? And uh, I mean, this was years ago. I don't remember exactly how much I spent, but it was less than twenty bucks. And then. I think we ended up getting like 700 and something bucks when it was all said and done. Holy shit. Well, there's this new business that I've seen advertised on my Facebook feed where they're Amazon packages that nobody collected. I, guess, I don't know what happened to them, but they just were not, never collected and somebody's gotten a hold of them. The only thing is like it's shit that's like clever but not really necessary, like just some kind of cute little lamp or something like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's this whole business around it where, yeah, so maybe you could do a raffle of that, too, because they're all marked down, these items. Mm, not bad. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't done the raffle thing in a while? Oh, no, long time, yeah. I haven't really been doing much of that type of stuff in, in some time. Yeah, the pandemic, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to approach people and, and try to get them to give you money for things uh, when everyone thinks you got the plague. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm actually getting inoculated. I'm very lucky in that regard because my my mother my mo- I'm caring for my mother and we live in a seniors building and seniors are getting it first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I'm a, on the lease here, I'm getting it. Uh, well, it's one of two vaccinations. So it's one of those ones where you have to get it in stages. But, yeah, I'm fortunate in that regard. Right, right. So I can shove something in people's faces when they ask me where my mask is. So that'll be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, dude, I got my stimulus check the other day. Oh, yeah? How much did you get? 1400 1400 That's nice. Yeah, I bought bought an inflatable hot tub and a PlayStation VR. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah, really. And then I bought a drone for my son's birthday. I hope he doesn't hear this. He shouldn't be listening to the show. He's not old enough yet. <laughs> Dad, yeah, well, Dad cusses too much. But anyway, I bought him a drone for his birthday too. That's what uh, that's what old Uncle Biden, Grandpa Biden, gave me. <laughs> well, the whole thing's taking our lives away. So might, why not enjoy enjoy yourself? Right. right my buddy tells me, he goes, dude, how fucking white trash are you? You get some government money and you go buy an inflatable hot tub. <laughs> hot tub. Right. Uh, so how does how does that work? You just blow it up and then pour water in? Is there? Yeah, like, yeah, no. Jets, right? Yeah, it's yeah. totally cool. It comes with a pump and everything, and and you use the yeah. pump and it inflates it all up, and then you fill it water with the hose, and then I mean, it's got the the, the filter, it's got the little thing you put the uh, chlorine pellets in so it keeps it clean and and uh, it's like a regular hot tub but it's portable and it's inflatable and deflatable and i mean as long as you got a power source like if we had a generator bro we could go camp and and set that shit up out in the middle of the freaking campsite and have a hot tub out there camping you know like <laughs> you know what would really suck would be sweet. it'd be sucked to be in one of those things with like a girl you're attracted to but who's not into you like 
Because those things make you want to fuck, right? Don't you find that? <laughs> <laughs> Something about warm water. Yeah. A real yeah. drag if she just some, was someone that is not into you, you know? Uh, well, you just got to... Yeah, uh, man, that is a tough situation. I guess you got to give her some <laughs> wine or something first. Yeah, you, you know, you got to give her something to want, dude. You got to make her want you. You got to act like yeah, you got to act like act like you don't give a shit. Start talking about drunk, her, yeah. Start talking about her sister. Yeah, right. Get her drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Well, I've always had this theory, like, say you know a bunch of chicks and you want them to be attracted to you, but they're not. Hire like a real escort, but make her, but go to like a party or something. And have her act like she's your girlfriend, because there is something about mm-hmm. the opinions of other women that makes them more attracted to you. Like, well, if you're in a relationship, suddenly you're more appealing to women, you know. Well, the, uh, st- uh, there was a psychological study once that stated on that was because if you're single, no one wants you. So if no one wants you, why should she want you? Yeah. But yeah. if you're taken, then you're wanted. So there's something good about you. Because it goes along with that old saying, like, only, you know, why are all the good guys taken and things like that? Married or gay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I said, yeah, no, I'm the right here. No the gay one makes no sense. Like, why are you going to be attracted to someone who thinks your vagina is disgusting, you know? Retarded. <laughs> well, it's like I made this meme uh, where the, the one, this was a picture of a woman. She's saying, I want a man who would never cheat on me. Like the married man I'm flirting with. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh man. <laughs> see, see, it's it's hard for married guys not to cheat because they got a lot of women hitting on them, and you know his wife may she may be giving him shit, you know, may she may have turned into a pain in the ass, and meanwhile he's got these other women treating treating him much better, you know. Yep, that is true. When you're trying, when you're uh, vying for someone's affection and attention, you definitely treat them nicer than once you've got it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That is for sure. Marrying them is probably the worst thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I was once told uh, marriage ruins good relationships. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's weird because I, I once knew this girl who. I knew her before and after she got married and after she got married, she, she let her, like it was almost instantaneously. She let herself go. She wasn't very friendly anymore. Like you couldn't talk to her. It's, it was like night and day. So some people just don't <laughs> give a shit, you know? They... Very true. Very true. <laughs> so I'm going to go into the life of Rob Wells. Now his birthday is actually coming up. It's on the 20th. So that's, uh, just over a week from now. So uh, that makes him, he's going to be 50 this year. So he's from Moncton, New Brunswick. I actually lived there for a year and a half. So that's a cool city. And uh, let me see. So his early life. Yeah, he was born in Moncton, but he moved to Dartmouth, Nova Scotia when he was eight years old. Uh, that would be 1979. Um, he's apparently a distant cousin of the former prime minister of Canada, Stephen Harper. So that's part of his lineage. So yeah, they they were in a movie called Virginia's Run. Have you seen that? He no. And John, he and John Paul Tronboy. Actually, it's funny because I think the characters were actually named after them, and they were kind of modeled 
after they are characters in Trailer Park Boys 2. Yeah. I'm looking that up right now. Virginia's Run. Did you see Boondock Saints 2? Yes, yes, I've seen that. He was in that. Do you remember him being in there? You know what? I do vaguely, yes. Uh, It's been some years since I've seen it, but I think I do remember that. Virginia's Run is a 2002 Canadian-American independent coming-of-age drama film directed by Peter Markle and starring blah, blah, blah. Okay. It doesn't say it was a smaller role, I guess. But Virginia's Run. Here it is. Well, I might have to check that out. It mentioned uh, the drunken on drugs happy fun time hour. I found oh, I that, love that. <laughs> I found it hard to follow, though. It's like everything's happening so fast and playing all these characters. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's uh, I loved it. I, I loved it because it it gave us like a chance to see their, you know, different abilities to play different characters. Because like I've only ever seen Ricky Julian Bubbles up until this point, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and when I first saw it, I mean, it was before season eight, before Netflix ever picked it up. I saw Drunken on Drugs at the Fun Time Hour years ago, and. Uh, so I mean, it was just it was it was fun. So I mean, it's always got a little special place in my heart, you know. Um, I got a kick out of the, you know, they gotta just stay away from all the blue stuff because the blue stuff's hallucinogens, and every time they they eat the hallucinogens, they get off everything gets fucky, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're looking for a damn deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit cracked me up. <laughs> It's interesting that his name is spelled with two B's. I've never seen that before, but that's apparently the correct spelling because he was in uh, an elbow with a shotgun. They spelled his name with one B, and apparently that's incorrect. So, Is it? I yeah. didn't realize that. Uh, in August 2011, he made a cameo appearance in the independent film Jackhammer, which was shot in Victoria, British Columbia. Have you seen that one? No, I have not. Jackhammer? Yeah. You know, hey, I wonder if it's because Robbie is spelled with two Bs. And Maybe. he was probably he was probably a Robbie growing up and just went by Rob. Possibly. Yeah, as or he got maybe, older. Maybe just to keep his anonymity to some extent. Yeah. Um so this this I didn't realize. I I've seen like most of the series Archer and I remember there being this episode about these radical Nova Scotian separatists. And I didn't know that one of them was Rob Wells at the time. Um, I don't know if I was a a big trailer park boys fan or not, but uh, yeah, I wasn't aware that uh, he was the one to voice one of those characters, but I do remember seeing that. Um, Let me see. They, they also have done, yeah, they had voiceover roles in that episode. He, uh, John Paul Tremblay, and Mike Smith. Um, Rob Wells was also in a horror movie called Would You Rather. Did you see that? No, but I feel like I've heard of that. I know, I've heard the title. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, he, along with Tremblay and Smith, of course, they, they did uh, the third Trailer Park Boys film. Uh, came out in 2014. Um, what else did they do? It'd be great if they made another movie. Goon? But was is the goon? No, uh-huh. Goon, I think it's Goon. Uh, 
He's got Stifler from American Pie, and he's a hockey player. And I think they played the like uh, these radio personalities. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. There's another movie though. Like... Yeah, he's probably done a bunch of movies that aren't mentioned here. On oh yeah, you're right. Well, uh, I st- I do see Goon. Um, okay, so that it is says it. production yeah. ex- production assistant number one. But it, yeah, there, there's a scene where Goon Stifler, you know, what's his name, uh, William Scott or whatever his name is, but uh, he's a hockey player and they call him a goon because he's like a fighter and so he just fights everybody and he's on this TV show being interviewed by these guys and well it happens to be the Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> but you know they're playing the they're not playing you know Ricky Julian Bubbles they're playing these uh, you know radio personality guys and uh it's pretty funny if anyone if no one's seen goon you guys should watch it's a good movie but there's a lot of cussing and, and some sexual references a lot of a lot of fighting and but it's good there's actually two of them but uh but yeah they're they're in that movie too yeah there's there's well there's something very nova scotian about the the character of ricky there are a lot of loose cannon guys like him down there and actually, I think a lot of them are named Ricky. It's from what I, <laughs> what I vaguely recall. But uh, yeah, just like I had this I, when I lived in Moncton. I remember, see, the Maritimes—they're just really hardcore working-class people. A lot of very angry folks and a lot of hard-drinking people. And I, I, at one time, when I was living in Moncton, I went to this public pool and. These guys got into like a squabble and almost got into a fist fight. And at one point, one guy said, I'm going to go home and get my butcher knife. And I don't know if he really would have killed him, but th- there are a lot of really pissed off people down there. A lot of the women are really <laughs> hardcore, too. Like, have you, have, oh, I know a lot of hardcore women, too. <laughs> have you found living in trailer parks, like there's a lot of fist fights, a lot of that kind of interpersonal violence? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh no way to no better way to sell your differences than knuckling up. <laughs> yeah. Did any of the women get into fights? Did you find? Oh yeah, no. Uh, I've seen more chick fights than dude fights in, over the years. Uh, mostly, I mean, I know plenty of chicks that'll sock a dude in the face too, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's an interesting phenomenon in the Maritimes I call the the uh, the butch heterosexual women where. You'll meet a chick and you'll swear she must. You'll think she must be a lesbian. She has to be a lesbian, and yet a lot of them are not. They're just these very yeah. masculine girls. Like this girl I went to elementary school named. Uh, her name is Vanessa, and I figured she probably is a lesbian, and she's probably come out by now. And I looked her up on Facebook, and she isn't. She has a boyfriend. It's just really odd. But there are some yeah really masculine, animus dominant women down there. Did you ever meet a lot of them uh, in the trailer parks? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of them usually grew up with brothers, and you know, they played ball, and you know, tomboys is what we call them around here. Uh, they're they're girls. They like boys, but they're like one of the guys for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cheat on them, and they'll kick your ass, or get. Oh yeah, for sure. Have you dated any of those chicks? Yeah. I mean, I've dated all kinds of chicks. Uh, But, yeah, you know, a few. I don't know. I've I've always been personally a little more into girly girls. I don't know why. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I like chicks with tattoos. I do like that. I'm covering tattoos. I like tattoos. Uh, But I like girls that like girl things. You know, I'm a guy. 
if I wanted to date someone that thinks exactly like me, I'd date my best friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. I don't date him because I don't like Wiener. I hope yeah, that is, yeah. you know, I'm homophobic. Uh, excuse me, everybody. I just don't like penis, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've seen what dude buttholes look like in prison. Trust me, they're all disgusting. Like, I don't want to <laughs> bang that. <laughs> but did they I've all... Been, I've, been to, I've been to the shower, you know, in the joint. Like, trust me, you see buttholes. <laughs> did they not... Uh, clean themselves so well in prison well i mean you're in the shower you're cleaning it's still it's just a hairy guy butthole like it's not hot <laughs> yeah 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 i like i like boobs and hips and sexy butthole girls got prettier buttholes than guys why am i talking about buttholes this is fucking weird dude well, they're, you're let's probably, move on <laughs> they're probably cleaner that's probably uh for sure through. for sure <laughs> Well, I hope, you know, I hope everyone's got a clean butthole out there. Well, a lot of guys, uh, ver- a lot of guys' idea of cleaning their butthole will be just kind of scratching it through their. What pants. about the ones that bleach it, dude? Have you heard about that? The ones that bleach their butthole? Yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know. I don't uh, know anyone that has, but I've totally heard of it. Like, I guess to make it not so dark or something. I don't know. That just seems crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, or to, or to have it just kind of plucked out, all the hairs plucked out. I want to know what kind of medical school do you have to go to or cosmetic school to become the butthole bleacher? Well, like, I guess if you do bikini waxes, you could do that. Okay, okay. Which like, also must be does, painful. Does, does like but... Dr. Bob have that on his fucking business card? <laughs> Dr. Bob, butthole bleacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever saw any like vintage porn, I, I've seen porn from the 70s, and so whenever I see some kind of film or tv a show that was made in the 70s even if it's not pornographic i always think there's a lot of fucking pubic hair in this scene well well you do know how to tell that a porno was made in the 70s right yeah it's that it's the well well well, the guy's dick has sideburns yeah right yeah (laughs) clown pubes yeah Uh. well the new standard for men and well i guess for everybody in porn is just these hairless bodies, just no hair anywhere. None whatsoever. Yeah, which is okay, I guess. Cool, whatever. But uh, I, I I miss the days of, like just the little patch, you know? Because yeah, so, yeah. it's like, I mean, straight bald is just I don't know. It's just something about it. The kind of I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I like to know I'm with a woman, you know, <laughs> like yeah. a grown-up. <laughs> Someone who's been through puberty, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes you wonder what the what the fantasy behind the the ball. Right, is. right. I've been watching that uh, documentary series, uh, Dylan versus Pharaoh. So yeah, How I is can, it's pretty good. It's some of it's kind of disturbing. Um, it's it, I mean, it really seems like he probably did do it. I mean, there's no, it's all anecdotal evidence, but uh, it's it's interesting because the thing is, I've watched a few of his movies and there really is a preoccupation with uh, the older man and the very young girl, like in this mm-hmm. one movie, Manhattan, the girl's 17, and then in other movies, they're usually about 18, thereabouts, and uh, it's like people have been saying he's been grooming his audience into seeing this as normal. And he did start banging his adopted daughter and married her eventually. 
So I think you probably could be a pederast. I think so. I mean, your adopted daughter, that's kind of stepping over like 12 lines right there. Yeah. And his <laughs> movies are overrated, too. Like I was watching Manhattan Murder Mystery one day, and at one point I just felt a little bored. I just kind of – that kind yeah. of took me out of it, and I just thought, this movie's not that great. And yet that's one of his most highly rated movies. So it's just for, like, Manhattan intellectuals. It's They're not movies that make, like, $500 million at the box office. You know, the critics bitch and, and complain about how the superhero movies make all the money. But I think most people go to the movies, they just want to have fun, right? Yeah, you, you go for the experience. See, I mean, maybe not everybody. Some people go for and they just want to look for a reason to bitch about it. But I can go to a pretty good movie, and if it's a nice theater and I have good service and they have great snacks and pretty and some awesome arcades or something that I can play for a minute, like the whole the whole thing is what I'm paying for, the whole experience, you know? So... So I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, one of the coolest film experiences I ever had in a theater was 4K. It was for um, The Last Jedi. So, like, the, the spaceships are flying around, your seat's going back and forth. And nice. in, the scene where the, in the scene where it was raining, actual, like, drops of liquid came down from the ceiling. Like, it was pretty cool. It was 3D. I mean, you know, three-dimensional, wow. but 4D, of course, was all the other stuff. And so that was neat. Um, but yeah, it was really expensive, though. I think it might have been like 40 bucks. But it, it was it was worth it, I would say. I mean, I've seen movies that charged a lot of money and didn't have all that stuff. So. Yeah, I've seen a lot of cool. I've been in tons of 3D movies, and uh, I did. Uh, um, oh, I remember years ago, I went, did this virtual experience at uh, Universal Studios. It was called Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. And uh, that was pretty cool, man. Like you go in, you sit in the seat, and it's like the the movie the like it's the, the screen, but it's in 3D and it's like total really good 3D. Uh, but the you know, honey, I shrunk the kids, but the the ray spins around and looks out the camera and it shrinks the audience, and then we shrink down. And then they do all this type of stuff. Like there's a scene where the dog comes up and like is sniffing at us, and like he sneezes, and they had these little like misters on the back of the chairs in front of you and so when the dog sneezed like we all everyone gets blasted a little like it felt like you got sneezed on dude like it was yeah. a trip and like you know they had uh, air blow in every time like something like like when the the bee comes or the bee comes flying down like you can feel the wind blowing down on you like like there's something flying like a helicopter right above you and shit like it was a trip and uh, oh, that does that does sound cool yeah it was real cool it was real cool did you go see the star wars thing that they set up at disneyland or universal no Studios. no i didn't get a chance to do that one. Oh yeah I that's wish. that would sound cool yeah. and I, i'm not sure what it all consists of you know what would be cool actually trailer park boys movies in 3d see bubbles glasses coming at you in 3d <laughs> <laughs> you, you you feel like you, the uh, the liquor bottles uh from the bottle kids can come right out of the tv right at us yeah <laughs> right <laughs> or, or ricky's oh, that'd be so smoke cool. Ricky's weed smoke like coming right at your face. Yeah, every time they're smoking, it can just like like have like waft out the bottom of the screen like it's fog. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all kinds of shit you could do. Yeah, Julian's okay. drink like comes through the screen. You feel like you can take a sip from it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. So so would you would you ever be Ricky's friend in real life? Because it funny because oh, it fan you in think a heartbeat. Because he's he's so volatile and you know he could turn violent or belligerent and he'd be oh, a lot it, to handle. He's high maintenance, you know. It's okay. okay. In a heartbeat. So can I be? I, I'm the same way. I know plenty of other people. It's like um maybe not to such a full degree or scale because it is um an embellished character. But uh but yeah, I wouldn't mind at all. And I wouldn't mind his fuckery and I wouldn't mind if we got in trouble. And honestly, if I went to jail with Ricky, I'd know we'd have a good time. <laughs> so if, if he thinks you kidnapped his daughter's chicken and starts tearing your, your home apart, you're gonna be okay with it? <laughs> well, I mean no, but I feel like I would be able to talk him out of it. But hmm. I believe Ricky would know that I wouldn't steal his daughter's chicken. I'd be helping him find whoever stole the fucking chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, so I was listening to the uh, an episode the other day of um, The Roach Approach. And this guy calls in. It was on the Friday episode. And this guy calls in. And I, do you remember a while back when we were talking about accents? I think so. Okay, yeah. Well, this guy called in, and I already know that Nova Scotia is pretty East Coast. Well, they said that this guy is even further East Coast. He was from, uh, I wrote it down, uh, excuse me, uh, Port Oxbury? Port Oxbury, Nova Scotia, yeah. Yeah. uh, Holy cow, that guy's accent was Canadian-Canadian. I mean... Yeah, it was it was yeah. So I that was that one jumped. I was like, holy cow, that's one heck of an accent. I liked it. <laughs> Are you familiar with Bob and Doug McKenzie from SCTV? Uh, no, I don't think oh, so. Okay, yeah, okay. When, if yeah, well, I can't won't cite those as an example, but yeah, there are a lot of very stereotypical Canadian people down there, down east, like and I here in Ontario. Well, not in Toronto, maybe more in the boonies, like, yeah, in the smaller towns. But, yeah, Nova Scotia is very Canadian. There's no doubt about it. Though there, Well, there are some pockets of um, some French people, the Acadians. Uh, and actually, I don't think a lot of Americans are aware of this, but the Cajun people of Louisiana, they actually descend from eastern Canada, the Acadians. Some of them went down there, and Acadian was kind of a uh, – uh, I don't know, mutation of the word Acadian. So that's where actually a lot of them are from, and a lot of them do speak French. So the Cajun French is a yeah, very yeah. distinct form. But, uh, yeah, and then also in, in – is, is that is that like over, like Quebec area? Because I know Quebec uh, speaks a lot of French. Well, the, most of the Acadians live in actually New Brunswick. But, yeah, there are okay. some in, there's some in Nova Scotia. I think there might be a few in Prince Edward Island. Uh, and they, hold, they have their very own – way of speaking french it's distinctive uh from the others yeah and then in and there are parts of nova scotia mostly in cape breton where some people speak gaelic the old irish language and mm-hmm. it's not a huge number but you know there are a lot of people there who keep the old uh, celtic traditions going like men wearing kilts at the weddings and that kind of thing so yeah that's kind of the cultural diaspora of nova scotia Nice. I want to come up there so bad. <laughs> well, I'll go I, visit. If I make good on my trailer park idea, you can come and stay there. I had these plans uh, 
where there would be like empty trailers for guests. So nice. If you wanted to visit well, or well, I, well, I got the I got these plans and these ideas where I'm thinking about looking at getting a passport and maybe someday taking a trip up that way to Nova Scotia area and and uh, you know documenting it, you know filming it and making a little little something that we could put out or something, you know, cause yeah, I've never, I've, I've never been anywhere. I've been to Oregon. I've been to Nevada. That's it. I've never left this little corner of the world that California's in. And, uh, there's no place in the world I'd rather go than up there. Like there really isn't. I just want to go visit. I want to go see, uh, a King of Donaire. I want to go maybe oh, yeah. see where they film some stuff, maybe get a chance to go see that wall that Mr. Leahy built, you know, that John built like all that type of stuff. And I thought it'd be fun. You know, who knows? Document a little trip. It'd, it'd be cool. I mean, I know I'm going to be get a little fucked up along the way. I already know. <laughs> well, you can do plenty so, of that down there. They like they like their booze, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, they even have their own be friends of beer down there. So you know, Maybe maybe I'll take a train or something, so that way I can have a little more freedom to do stuff. Yeah, the train goes down there. Um, like just in the mirror. Well, it goes to like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, but not to Prince Edward Island. Uh, that as a bridge in Newfoundland, you have to take a boat there or fly there. But yeah, uh, Nova Scotia, it's a very hospitable place. And yeah, you got to try the Donair, the Halifax Donair, that's for sure. You, might, you know, if it ever happens, you might have to meet me and show me around, dude. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's interesting. Halifax's landscape is a lot like San Francisco. Yeah, Most of it's on a hill. So it's... Uh, okay. The Halifax so I, feel right, I feel right at home then. If you drive, you have to make sure your brakes are in good order because that could be disastrous, especially in winter time. Have you yeah. have you spent much time in San Francisco? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my son was born there. Uh, that's where I went to culinary school. Um, one of my grandmas was born there. Uh, I lived there for a few years. Um, my uncle still lives in South City. I'm like yeah, I spent plenty of time in San Francisco. That was that was. Where I used to go, like when we'd take off as, you know, when we were teens and, you know, young mid 20s and we'd take off to go to the city, uh, we wouldn't go to Oakland, we'd go to San Francisco. I just yeah. preferred it. And, uh, you know, it's still got its issues, but it's a little less killy, is the way I always felt it. <laughs> yeah, you probably weren't as welcome in, uh, yeah. yeah. Which I lived in Oakland for a little while, which was crazy, right on 67th International. Uh, a few blocks from the Ville, like it's just it was gunshots all the time. And when I say I was the only cracker in the box, I mean it, you know. But uh, but it was cool. I mean, I I had a couple buddies that were there, and so like it, no one you know fucked with me, and like because I I mean because people like they're like no, we know this white boy, it's cool, you know. So I lived there for a few months, and um, and then I ended up moving back out of there. Uh, but, but yeah, San Francisco has always been my, my city and I love it. And, but yeah, them hills, some of them hills are crazy steep, dude. crazy steep. Not a great place to be if you're conservative, right? Uh, no, no, I imagine not. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to only get more liberal as time goes on. Well, California is very liberal. It's very liberal. And I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully Gavin Newsom gets recalled. We'll find out. That'd be a step in the right direction, in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Nova Scotia is a lot more conservative than uh, California. Is it? All right, I'm moving. I'm on my way. Like that, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, it's got some nice beaches. The only thing is, like, the Atlantic, it's the Atlantic Ocean, so it's really cold. And in July, there's fucking, the water's just loaded with jellyfish, so that's a bit of a drag, but. Oh, yeah, you gotta watch out for those guys. Yeah, and in August, it's cool. I mean, jellyfish, they can't, they don't, they can't kill you or anything. Are the beaches, are the beaches up there, like, rocky or sandy? Some, uh, some are, some are rocky, and. And then some are not. They're also like nice white sand beaches. It's quite a mix. There's uh there's even beaches where it's like red clay. It's kind of weird. Like you can get a cottage there for really cheap, but on the other hand, the beach kind of sucks. So, uh, but yeah, the, some of those some people are making some serious bank by renting out their cottages, almost like uh, well, like Airbnb is right. But yeah. My mother and I and a family friend went down there, and yeah, we were renting a cottage for 500 bucks from this elderly woman, and so she must have been cleaning up really well. It's a big industry, yeah. And they don't even have, I mean, in fact, you could probably just set up a trailer. You wouldn't even have to build a nice house or anything. Just set up a trailer by the ocean. You could make a lot of money doing that. Oh yeah, dude! I always had this idea uh, of you know getting a little certificate in scuba diving, and then going somewhere like you know the Caribbean or the Bahamas or something, and getting a little boat, and then taking American tourists scuba diving. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, you really have to undergo a lot of training to do that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's it's a whole course like to learn how to use the equipment. Instructor, and yeah. There's a whole special instructor's course and all that. But yeah. but I mean I figured what the heck it's like yeah oh yeah yeah I'd like to try that that'd be really cool the only right? thing is like it seems I would have to like lose a lot of weight first because fat floats I don't know if you've uh, found that but <laughs> I, yeah I yeah. have I mean yeah. in some ways it's good you know you you can't drown that's nice but on the other hand if you want to like go down deep it's like you're really fighting against this uh, they they got weight yeah. they got weighted belts and stuff brother you'd be fine man i promise oh, yeah, we'll, get you, yeah. we'll get you down there i promise the oxygen <laughs> yeah i imagine the oxygen tanks are pretty heavy too right yeah they're not light you know put that tank on you a couple weighted belts you'll go down man no problem and then when it's time to go up fuck if you can't go up we drop the belts you're on your way dude you're good yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah you know screw it we can get more belts <laughs> Yeah. Uh, man. And well, there. I think, I, think, I think that cookie's really kicking in now. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. They have boat tours around like Halifax Harbor. Like a, you can go uh, whale watching. You can do that. And uh, I went on like a pirate ship tour where you can blast off a cannon. I don't think it was real. I don't think it set off. I don't think it actually shot a cannonball. But it made a big sound, a big bang. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was really cool seeing whales in real life. That's really neat. And seals. Seals will come up. Nice. Yeah, I've been on a few little like boat tours around the coast and uh, been on some ferry boat rides and things like that across, you know, peninsulas and uh, across the bay and you know, when I was growing up, there was a Camp Canocti, and they used to have a, the Princess Fairy would come out, and at the end of the camp session, there's this big dance that all those kids would get to go to, kind of kind of like, you know, like high school, like seventh grade dance, or whatever, eighth grade dance, kind of like one of those, but it's all the camp kids, and that was out on a boat on the lake, and so 
big old house, big old part, you know, freaking like three story, you know, yacht type thing. Not really a yacht. It's like it was an old paddle boat. It was real cool, man. And uh, so I've been on a few stuff like that. When you were homeless, did you ever uh, hunt and fish for your food? Well, yeah. Didn't I ever tell you a time that I went spear fishing? Spear fishing? I don't. Yeah, think I, th- I think I know. I think we did when we we're talking about uh, white trash uh, uh, cooking, and it was the night that me and my buddy Ike. Oh, we, well, you did mention possum pie, so I mean maybe yeah, you did. Yeah, that. possum pie. Yeah, but we we uh, uh, we made spears and we went out and went spear fishing and we, we you know poached some salmon out of the river over by where we were camping homeless and we cooked that shit on that three-tier barbecue i, I made i cut out of shopping carts wow bubble stuff hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bubble cube but, oh yeah remember i and then because i mentioned how I, I cooked the the asparagus in the um in the hubcap and oh, yeah. uh and then um the rice pilaf in the uh, old coffee can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I find cooking fish is hard because it's like you got to watch it, right? You really got to stand there and watch it. You, you can't just leave it alone, you know? Well, you got to watch it, but you do want to leave it alone while it's cooking, but you got to make sure your, your your pan or your grill or whatever is super, 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 super hot. Hot, 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 hot. If it's not hot, you know, then don't do it. Like you put that bitch on high, you know, and people go, Oh, but you can burn it on a high. Well, yeah. Like you just said, Morgan, but that's, that's why you don't stop watching it. You know what I'm saying? Put that yeah. shit on high, set it down. Cause, and make sure you got a little oil in there. Cause if it ain't hot, if it ain't hot, 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 like burning, uh, if it's medium, uh, your fish is going to stick. It's going to stick. It's gotta be super hot. And, and it'll fall it apart too, right? Yep. Yep. You. If it, it yeah. if that fish sticks, it's coming right apart. Cause it's real, you know, flaky meat. Yeah, that's true. I mean, do you like barbecued fish? Yeah. yeah. I like I mean, I like anything anyway. Have you ever had fish jerky? I have made some fish jerky out here on the smoker a while back. I didn't that even was know really you good. Made fish jerky. Yeah, totally. You can make jerky on anything. You just just dried out meat is all it is. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Yeah. You know, a little seasoning make, or whatever. Has someone made weed jerky by now? Oh, I imagine so, but you just gave me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Take a walk. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, have to. I, I mean, you can just season it and marinate it. I mean, you cook it low and slow, low enough. Do it. Do your do your on the smoker at one sixty. You'll be fine. You won't cook that THC off. No problem. Uh, you could probably the, mix it with regular jerky, I guess. You, you know. Yeah, you could. Uh, I don't know. Maybe use a tincture, marinate in a tincture for a little bit. I don't know how the alcohol would affect with the meat and the smoking, but I don't see why not. You know, because you take a tincture, which is alcohol and weed mixture, and marinate your meat in that for a little bit, and then you season it. Uh, afterwards, just give it some flavor. Sure. Yeah. Why not? And then smoke that bitch low and slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what what is the the most powerful strain of weed that you that you smoke do you smoke any indica or is it oh yeah indica's diva hybrids i smoke it all um uh flower flowers uh concentrates waxes um pens i got the pen on me right now and what am i hitting in this pen right now it's uh it's 
a gelato. Um, total cannabinoids. No, we want total THC. Total THC, 90.57%. Holy fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the pen, you know, that's that, wha- or, you know, cartridges and stuff. And then, uh, but like the like the weed, I got this weed. Um, what did I do with the, oh, it's out there. Anyway, uh, what's it called again? Shoot, I can't remember what it's called again. But it's like 28%, I think, right now, flower. Mm-hmm. 26%, I think. Um, but yeah, usually the waxes I smoke are in the range of 70 to 90, and then my flowers I try to get in the high to mid i should say mid to high 20s uh if i can get it around 30 31 32 33 i'm i'm ecstatic because you know the 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 pens and the waxes and things those are concentrates so that's why they're you know it's concentrated so much you know so much more potent good strong weed you're, you're getting around you know anywhere from like 27 and up is is pretty strong uh flower and you know what would be a really mean prank is to someone's high and they've got the munchies and then you give them a really, really spicy food, you know, like painful spicy, <laughs> like JD like, Spyro spicy. Like one of them chips or something? Yeah, something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, thank God I'm eating like at the munchies. And then, well, I don't know, I don't know if they'd feel it as much, but I'm sure they would. They'd feel it to some degree. I don't know. Like one of those peanuts, tube of terror peanuts. Have you had those? No, no. Uh, but like, I have a feeling that like those weren't wouldn't be that hot. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Well, that Ethan kid was like really. Yeah, really he didn't like that one. I saw that. Yeah, he didn't like that. <laughs> Stuck his tongue out to cool it off and shit. And yeah, that was funny. I, if I think Jason did say he didn't want another one, also, or maybe he did. Did he eat two? I don't know. I, um, I, don't I think he wanted them to eat more than one, but uh, clearly one was enough for Ethan. Yeah, for sure. Jason, yeah, the, he, he told me he saved the face melter for me when I come down. The face melter? What's that? You didn't see that one? I didn't see that one. I didn't see them all. Uh, well, he, it, it's not one that he's done. He sent me a link to this other guy who did the face melter challenge, and Jason picked a picked a couple of these peppers up and he was trying to get me to come down originally to do it and i was kind of like i don't know blah blah blah. but then i thought about it for a while and then that's after that's when you and i talked and then so then i decided okay yeah you know fuck it let's do it uh well you see i feel like the best people to do those videos with yeah the person who loves that those loves that kind of spice and then someone who hates it Someone who has just no ability to tolerate it at all, because that's way more entertaining to watch. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is a good d- d- dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, like right. e- Ethan, you know, he can't, he just can't really deal with any of it. So, like, I would be the perfect person to do that kind of thing, because I got these Anglo-Saxon genes, and you know, we're not generally into spice. <laughs> so we're not like Mexicans, you know. So there's a link to the YouTube uh you know video that he sent me of the dude doing the face melter it's this really crazy hot pepper that's got like some sort of like paste with seeds and shit all pasted all over it and it comes in a box wrapped in caution tape and 
there's like a freaking warning card that comes with it. You're supposed to, like, you're, not even, you're not even supposed to touch it without gloves on. And... So that that's like painful, spicy, like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. So. Have you had it? No, 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 never once. Um, but it's looking like Thursday. That's what I'll be doing. Well, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Because like I said, he's got. That's what I'm going down to do the episode, and um, he's freaking on the, you know, the <laughs> JD's Firehouse Fire Report. Yeah, and, looking forward to it. Yeah, he's got this thing, and so I mean, like I said, I figure get me nice and stoned, give me some liquor drinks. I mean, that's right. It, you guys yeah. who uh, watch this show at uh, the YouTube channel Leader One Studios, stay tuned because Ray is going to be in one of those JD's Firehouse videos. Uh, maybe breaking out into a sweat. Who knows? Who knows? I might even, you know, scream like a girl, uh, take my shirt off, take my clothes off, run around the house. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. well, don't, don't touch it with your bare hands and then go and right. because then right. you torture. My mother once made uh, this homemade jalapeno sauce and uh, she wore latex gloves, but it still burned her hands. That's how potent those things are. <laughs> so I guess nice. I don't know. Nice. I don't know if you have to use, do it with oven mitts or what. Well, yeah, yeah it, rubber gloves. I'm, you know, or the, uh, you know, like kitchen safe uh, rubber gloves, man. Like I just got some. Let's <laughs> gonna put some rubber gloves on, but. <laughs> yeah, her hands were fucking red, so yeah, it'll do yeah. that to her hands, you know. Yeah. On that note. On that note I think uh, we'll check out for this week. So this is Morgan Rector. Oh, yeah, and I'm fucking Raymond Hazen, man. (laughs) We've got your belly. That's right. Now take it deep, cunts. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, cheers. All right, buddy.